Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We are live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem Nagy, which is she. I am sitting around here. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and again, Scorpio on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch up on the other five live shows throughout the week. You can listen and watch them at your own leisure if you happen to miss them. So make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. And also, make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of this show, Second City Sports? You can you can subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. Once again, at W-A-R-R on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. And speaking of War Media, you can follow those guys at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. One more again, as the kids would say, you can find War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Yes, smash that like button, share this program, and tell any and everybody you know that Second City Sports is on the air right now, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And we are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. And you want to get in contact with us uh, today? Uh, I hate the case of the Monday, so Ken, I'm yep, I'm about I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. But if you want to contact us through our, our two-hour extravaganza, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and/or do something stupid, I'm giving Lakina full bolt to give you fools to bail and beer boot. Bye. I don't know if she says that. <laughs> One more reminder before we get started. You can now catch Sports Zone Chicago on Roku TV. That's right. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on your Roku television. If you already have a Roku TV, just tap into the sports section and download that Sports Zone Chicago app today to access all of our great programming. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. If you have a streaming device like an iPad, iTouch, iPhone, your Chromebook or your laptop, just make sure you download that Roku TV app. Just go into click on the sports section and download Sports Zone Chicago that way. You can catch our great programming live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at your own pace. So get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. 
All right, Lakina, let's get it started with this this Monday's edition of Second City Sports. We know that it's football season, and there's nothing better than what Chicago sports fans come to expect and love, and that's the Chicago Bears. They bleed blue and orange. The Chicago Bears kicked off the Matt Eberflus era by beating the Kansas City Chiefs down on the lakefront by the score of 19-14. Justin Fields went 4 for 7 for for his 48 yards at a 78.3 passer rating. He only played two series. The The defense, uh, the first team defense didn't look all that great, but that's to be expected. I'll give you a reason why in just a moment. But the second and third team defenses in the second half, which led to come back down 14 from Kansas City to score 19 unanswered points uh, mm-hmm. to beat Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and the Kansas City Chiefs and company. Lakina, as you said on Friday, and as I watched the game, over the weekend, I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. It's called the preseason for a reason. I saw some things that I didn't like. I saw a lot of things that I did like. But this is just the beginning of hopefully something big. But right now, we're taking baby steps, folks. Baby steps. Baby steps. I know this is the NFL. People want things to happen right away. But we're not going to see it with this team. Not right away. But you're starting to see some early signs from Matt I mean- Eberflus and company. Well, yeah, look, I look, I said it before on Friday. Look, I'm not going to – I'll be honest. I only saw the highlights. I didn't – I wasn't home, so I didn't watch a single moment of this game. You know, oh, sorry, shame on but, you. Well, not, not, well, not shame. well, look, I'm going by the tweets and such. Look, this is what I usually see here when it comes to preseason. Like, these are, you know, guys that have – you know, this is sort of like – especially since now since there's only three this time around, mm-hmm. I mean – you're only going to see like maybe like the fifth stringers, like the third or fourth stringers guys that are trying to get into the team and such. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's fun, but it's so funny that, you know, Bears, you know, Twitter on preseason is like peak Bears Twitter. People are like, oh, they're going to go, you know, like they look really good and such. Okay. Yeah. Look, I mean, some mm-hmm. of the guys looked really good. I mean, you know, Tristan Ebler had a nice, you know, sh- nice uh, showing there at 31 yards. Trevor Simeon looked really good. But let's remember, too, who they were playing against. They were playing against mostly second and third stringers on the other side. So, Daz Newsom, who had a, I think he had like a drop or a muff punt or something earlier in the game. You know, yeah, he muffed redeemed, a punt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of redeemed himself you know, with a touchdown catch. But uh, I mean, oh, okay, great. I mean, I know that um, you know Jack Sanborn, you know, had a nice you know uh, full recovery. I think he's a local kid, so okay, yeah, it's it's nice, it's nice to see. I mean, you know, it's, it's oh, okay, you know, like seeing stories like that, you know, seeing guys that are kind of like right there in the cusp of you know being cut, you know, seeing these type of things, but. Preseason is what it is. It's preseason. You're not going to show a lot of stuff right away. I mean, oh, okay, fine. You know, well, like, look, look, I'm sorry. I mean, at this point, you know, preseason, let's just get to the regular season now, please. That, that, that's a, this is what mm-hmm. I'm, um, this is what I am at, where I'm at when it comes to this. You're listening to Second City Sports live and in living color on the Monday edition right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lickin here with you. Bears fans, the question is just that simple. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your answers in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen. Were you encouraged by what you saw on Saturday with the Bears beating the Chiefs? Uh, what things did you like from this Bears team? What things didn't you like? Remember, it's the preseason. Uh, as I always say, Lakina, it's all about uh, the, the fundamentals is all about individual players who, like you say, are trying to make the team. The starters rarely play. They they use it as a tune-up for a series or two, like the Kansas City Chiefs did on Saturday. You saw on that first try of the game, Patrick Mahomes and the rest of that first-team offense of the Chiefs look sharp, but you could tell they wanted to get off the field and not risk any bad injuries. We will talk about some other injuries from around the league later on in the program, but 
what were you encouraged by Bears fans or were you discouraged? Uh, let us know in the comment section, Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your answers, Lakina, we get them up for you. Uh, Lakina, I was encouraged by the second string and the third stringers on the defense. Of course, uh, number 91, Dominique Robinson out of the U, <laughs> University of Miami. He had the Bears' first sack of the day. I believe he also had a, a, a strip sack as well, but he was very active around the ball. And you, you mentioned Sam Bourne. Uh, he had the interception and a fumble recovery as well. He had a great game. But the first team defense, I know, I think our guy Will DeWitt from CHGO, who covers the Chicago Bears, uh, uh, told us about this player uh, in the draft when we had him on at, uh, after the draft. And our guy DJ Turbine from WVON, uh, Fundamentals of Sports uh, Show on that station, uh, told us about this player as well. Jabron mm -hmm. uh, um, Brisker. Uh, that safety, that, yeah, that wears number nine. He, I like him. He reminds me of a, a mini version of Jamal Adams. He's a, uh, he is a gamer. Uh, he, he tackles well. He's all around the ball. He not only can play pass coverage, but he, he can get down and dirty and make the tackles to stop the run as well. He's really active around that football. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, like I said, I only saw the highlights, so I, I can't really, you know, make any you know, assumptions. But, yeah, I mean, look, he, you know, for your four tackles and such, you know, three solo tackles. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, they looked really good. I mean, but like I said before, I mean, it, you you can't – this is where I, I miss, you know, you know, Mega, continue the rest of this old Jeff Dickerson, you know, from ESPN 1000, of course, longtime mm -hmm. reporter from the for the Bears, lost his life to cancer, of course, you know, early this year. But – I, I miss him when he says he tries to kind of like calm folks down and such like, you know, let, let's, let's not, you know, get it's like too big with somebody. I mean, look, it's great. Look, Sam Bourne had a nice showing, you know, Brisker had a nice showing. And look, these are the kind of things that you want to see from, you know, the preseason, you know, guys that are kind of like right there on the cost of, you know, joining the team. You want to see them, you know, sort of, you know, showcase their stuff. I mean, look, we'll see how they look against, you know, guys that are actually, you know, top strings. So let, let's not, you know, either way, let, let, let's not have, you know, like, let's not get too, like, too caught up. You know, remember Danny Sazenbager? I mean, do I need to remind folks of that? So, <laughs> but let's, 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 you know. Kenny Christian? I'm, I'm just saying. Like, let's, let, let's, you know, let, let, let's, but people are already giving him, like, you know, Tom Waddle uh, tendencies here, you know, back in the day. So, let's, <laughs> let, 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 let's not, you know, let, let's slow down here on some of these days. Like, you, like, you guys, you look, you like seeing guys, you know, come out of nowhere and have a nice showing in the preseason. But then, like, by the regular season starts, you know, they disappear and invade to oblivion. So, Look, I mean, it was okay. Look, it was fine. Okay, you know, look, you're not going to show too much. You know, Fields, you know, four for seven for only 48, uh, 48 passing yards. I mean, okay, you know, he did get, get a couple, a uh, couple of hits. You know, a little bit that kind of worries me a little bit. He was sacked twice and such, so that mm -hmm. kind of they did give the, the Bears defense. You know, among both, you know, Fields, Cinnamon, and Peterman, they were sacked five times total. So that that concerns me a little bit, but you know, I think that's sort of like the thing where you kind of like clean the things, clean the little kinks up and such before we get into some of the other things in the NFL. You know, what else impressed you on the other side with the Chiefs? Uh, just with their first teamers, uh, they looked sharp as usual. You could tell they didn't want to play after that first try. I'm sure head coach Andy Reid told them. Uh, if you score on his first drive, you could have the rest of the game off, and they played with a sense of urgency. But they're on the flip side of the ball, which uh, which carried them last year. The the, the defense, Lakina, they're mm -hmm. after. If you mentioned they got to Justin Fields a couple of times, even though Justin Fields had one run 
for 10 yards on the game for his statistics. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense, it looks like it's going to be a, a strong suit for them again this year. And we'll get more deep into the Chiefs and everybody else once we do our divisional previews and give our season predictions uh, uh, in a few weeks. But uh, that Chiefs defense was very active on Saturday. As you mentioned, during the preseason, you're not going to show too much. Uh, you're going to do some uh, basic plays. Uh, they, they ran a couple of blitzes uh, here and there on Justin Fields just to see just to see where he is and to test out the cobwebs. But uh, that was really more impressed by the Chiefs defense. Of course, in, in that second half, you had their backups in there. They didn't look as sharp. But uh, during the first quarter and a half, their defense looked sharp. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, like I said, like you said, they're not going to show a lot of. You know, not going to show too much. They're not going to show. And you're not going to show like all your trick plays and all your like your go serve. You know, in the basket. You know, right there. But uh, I mean, look, it is what it is with the preseason. I mean, it, exactly what it is. You know, it's the preseason. No one's gonna. You know, look. You know, great individual performances. Okay, yes. You know the. You know the first team of the Chiefs. Of course, they showed you why they were. You know, been close to the Super Bowl the last you know few years mm -hmm. and such. So. It's fun. I mean, okay, you know, you're not gonna show too much. And look, look, I mean, you, you like seeing guys. You know, Matt Adams. You know, also had a nice showing for the Bears. Had with seven, you know, total tackles, five solo tackles. I mean, mm -hmm. look, it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, you know, fine. We're not. No one's gonna, you know, freak out about. Okay, well, let let's not let's slow down in the fact that you know, okay, there's only the preseason. Let's not get too excited either one way or the other. It's, we're not going to see everything from this. You know, Luke gets these you know, offense. Mm -hmm. We're not going to see, you know, every, you're not going to show you everything at this point. So we'll see what happens there now. You know, I know we're up against it. We want to try to go through some of these uh, other preseason games. Um, do you see it? Do you get chances to see any of them? And which ones sort of like struck out either good or bad? Uh, a couple of nuggets here. Uh, the Pittsburgh, the Seattle game, of course, uh, uh, Pickett. Their first round draft pick, he looked good. He uh, led the Steelers to that game winning drive over the Seahawks uh, over the weekend. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky looked okay. I know there's a quarterback battle there. If you're Mike Tomlin, you got to be careful with that. I know you brought in Trubisky originally to be the starter, but uh, their quarterback was drafted in the first round, so they're going to give him uh, Pickett, I'm referring to Pickett, him, yeah. uh, every opportunity to uh, to start. So we'll see what happens there. And of course, Zach Wilson, who was injured. Over the weekend, uh, the second year quarterback for the New York Jets, he's out two to four weeks. I believe he's supposed to have his surgery tomorrow. So yes. head coach Robert Sala is still hopeful that uh, that Zach Wilson can play on opening day versus Baltimore. We'll see what happens with that. But if Zach Wilson is on the shelf to start the season, that's going to be real bad for the Jets. Well, many people expect them to be one of those surprise teams in the NFL this year to make a playoff. But I'm not sure about that. This injury is uh, definitely puts that pick in question for me right now. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully Zach Wilson is okay to start the season. Yeah, we'll see. Cause it didn't look very good. If you saw the play itself, he kind of pulled up and mm -hmm. it didn't really look good initially, but I guess, you know, everything's intact, you know, the MCL, the PCL, which he, which he tore last season, you know, it's intact, but it's just like a little bit of flexibility mm -hmm. concern. So, I guess once he does have this surgery, we'll see what the extent is. See, hopefully he won't have to miss too much time. He'll probably be back early in the season. Cause like you said, the we'll get to our divisional previews. You know, the Jets is one of those teams that a lot of folks think can kind of be like that surprise team, perhaps push for that mm -hmm. one of those three wild cards spots in the AFC. Now, on the flip side with Dallas, they had 17 penalties. Against what a Denver. shock. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, you want to say that, look, granted, you know, Dak, you know, Dak Prescott didn't, didn't play. 
uh, you know, Zeke didn't play. So there was really mostly uh, second stringers. But how does that look when your second and third stringers aren't very disciplined? What does that, what does that tell you? Yeah, it, it goes on the players first. They had to be they have to be held responsible for that. But it starts with the head coach, Mike McCarthy. The reason why I said shocking because they, the NF, the Dallas Cowboys led the NFL in penalties last year. And how many times we said that around here, Lakina? Now with the ex head coach Matt Nagy, now with Kansas City, you saw the Bears be undisciplined, and, and especially with pre snap penalties. The Dallas Cowboys had that same problem last year. And this is the way you start, even though it's preseason, you, this is the way you start off 2022. Uh, not good. You definitely had to clean that up. I do not want to be the Dallas Cowboys in that film room today. Yeah, I don't. Mm. Yeah, since say Mike McCarthy is not very happy now. Another uh, game I know we're up against. I know another game I know that I want to talk about is the Panthers versus the Commanders in their preseason game. Of course, you know, the Panthers mm-hmm. pulled it out 23-21. Uh, it was actually P.J. Walker <laughs> you know, for the Panthers who actually stood out, you know, 136 passing yards and such. So in letting that win, but uh, even though Sandor did have like the one passing touchdown for them, of course, Matt Carell from Ole Miss, the rookie from Ole Miss, you know, saw a little bit of action there. Only, you know, nine, one for nine and 11 yards. So not a very good, you know, showing, initial showing for Carell, but, it looks like it's gonna kind of really gonna come down to these like last you know next two last two preseason games I should say. Yep, as we said before, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, both of them are at a crossroads for their careers. Sam Darnold's trying to prove that he's still worth being a starter in this league. Baker Mayfield's trying to uh, get that big time contract, and he wants to prove to people say, "Hey, I'm still a, a very good player in this league. I want to be a top fifteen, top twenty quarterback in the NFL." So. We'll see what happens there. Now, another game of Nolan Keen I want to point out before we hit our bottom of the hour timeout is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had an early 13-0 lead, but they mm-hmm. lose it to the Cleveland Browns 24-13. Deshaun Watson, uh, he, he took about five, six snaps. I know he got some booze from the crowd in Jacksonville. Some people say he shouldn't be playing, but under the guidelines of the NFL right now, uh, he, he's allowed to play until the regular season opener. As it stands right now, he's suspended for six games. But back to on the field, uh, he didn't look that sharp, but this is the preseason, so he, he had to get some pl- play in. But Jacksonville, I'm kind of up and down with them, Lakeen, as far as uh, them, as far as hopes for them for this upcoming season. I still think they'll be one of the improved teams in the NFL. Will they make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I'll give you my answer uh, come up in a few weeks. But they, they are – they have a respectable coaching staff. Doug Peterson is their new head coach. Of course, he coached the Eagles to the Super Bowl back in 2017. I expect Trevor Lawrence to have a big year for those Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know Watson did not look good at all. You know, Dobbs and Rose, up there. I think they're going to be kind of battling out because we'll probably get into it a little bit later. We may, we may not, but apparently, I guess, NFL is pushing for a year-long suspension with Watson, so this could be kind of like a chance to see which one of those two kind mm-hmm. of you know, emerge as a starter because they may need them. But as far mm-hmm. as you know, Jacksonville, I mean, look, you thought that all the changes they made, you got Doug Peterson taking over as head coach is going to give be very interesting to see. A lot of people are expecting a lot from Jacksonville, and they're now zero two to start the preseason. Now you can take that as you will, but you know, it gets, it's not looking good right now for Jacksonville. Like I said, they might be saving their stuff for the, uh, for the regular season, but it's not looking too mm-hmm. good right now. Yep, and your hard knocks team for this year, the Detroit Lions, they lose their first preseason game to the Atlanta Falcons 27-23. I want to see I'm, I want to see tomorrow's episode 
uh, <laughs> how Dan Campbell mm -hmm. reacted to that. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's just a beginning or something like that, he said. We'll probably get into that more later. I found that first episode to be very, in very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, very entertaining, too, no doubt. Look, Goss yeah. is pretty good. He, God, he only played one series. He was pretty good. Uh, you know, 47 pass yards, or three for four. I know their defense, you know, have been kind of suspect. I know that um, Aiden Hutchinson, their, you know, their first-round pick, didn't have too good of a showing. You know, he only had, like, he had two tackles, so both were solo, so that was good on his part. But, yeah, I mean, like I said before, you're kind of, like, working out the kinks and stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, first preseason, everyone has first, you know, first preseason jitter. So, I would, like I said, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I wouldn't worry too much about it either. A couple other uh, games to note from the weekend for the preseason. The Dolphins beat the Tom Brady-less Buccaneers 26-24. As we said before, long as Tom Brady's healthy for the regular season, that's all that opener, that's all that counts. Happy belated 45th birthday to him. And the Battle of Los Angeles, the Rams uh, get the best of the we call them the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles on this show. <laughs> the Rams beat the Chargers 29-22. Mm -hmm. Very entertaining game. I saw a little bit of that. That was a very entertaining game. Could be the uh, first, could be a preview of the Super Bowl. We'll see. <laughs> We're a long way maybe. away from that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe. Uh, Arizona and a Cincinnati. I mean, none of the none of the first stringers played for either team. So it was actually, I think, you know, Arizona was up was up for, I think, like 36 to nothing or something like that. So <laughs> 36 to 9 or something, like 36 to 9 or something like that. So, uh, so the, the last 14 you know, points for that the Bengals scored were kind of like garbage touchdowns. But I mean, I guess like Cardinals second stringers are better, second and third stringers are better than the Bengals for the second and third stringers. So I guess, God forbid, mm -hmm. if Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase, who uh, who's back at practice, by the way, Burrow is after uh, recovering from appendicitis, you better hope mm -hmm. that they don't get hurt if you're a Bengals fan. So, yep. So that's our week one recap of the NFL preseason. We like to remind folks. That the Bears' second preseason game will come up will be coming up this coming Thursday at seven o'clock Central Standard Time. You can watch it on ESPN as the Bears will travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Should be an interesting one there as well. We're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be right back. Uh, okay, yo, go talk some baseball. Uh, the the White Sox swept the Tigers. Yippee! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Yay. 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 Woohoo! All right. Uh, the Cubs, the, the Cubs take two out of three against the Reds. Uh, the Yankees, should Yankee fans be a little bit worried? And, uh, you know, the, the Dodgers, you know, got a little bit of a speed bump, but, you know, I'm sure Dodgers fans will probably won't be freaking out too much. We're <laughs> doing <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this weekend in baseball coming up next. Sydney Brown, Lakeena McGee, Second City Sports, uh, Sports Social Chicago. We'll talk. We'll be talking baseball after this break. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. We got less than 90 minutes left of this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Lakina, let's get into that baseball talk. Let's start off with our local teams first. We'll start off with my Chicago White Sox. There are finally three games over 500 for the first time since April 17th. They did what many of us expected them to do. It wasn't easy at times, but... At this point in the season, you'll take the wins as you can get them. They sweep the Detroit Tigers, taking the series finale yesterday by the score of 5-3. to Lance Lynn pitched six innings, giving up two runs, five hits, and striking out seven. Jimmy Lambert, uh, who came in in the seventh inning, uh, he struck out four. Uh, Jake Diegman, the left-handed pitcher there, acquired for Reese McGuire at the trade deadline. He did his thing as well. Liam Hendricks was unavailable. Uh, to pitch yes, yesterday, you know, he pitched the previous two games. Kendall Graven came in and earned his sixth save of the season. The White Sox got uh, contributions from the bats of Andrew Ron and A.J. Pollock. Both those guys are starting to swing the stick right now. Eloy Jimenez, he's not hitting for power all the time, and that's what I like about Eloy. Let's say ever since he's come back from his injury but a few weeks ago, now a month ago now, he's not just hitting for power, but he's spraying into all fields, taking what the pitcher gives him. And Jose Abreu is quietly is continuing to creep up that batting average up to 300. I know Lakina is, is all looking uh, with blue skies and blue bleak, but you have the Houston Astros coming in here starting tonight with a big four-game series. This is the first time that Houston has visited Chicago since eliminating the White Sox in, in last October's playoffs. Me? Me being a rose-colored glasses? What? No, never. <laughs> I mean, look. Look, I'm going to do like I did a, a few a few minutes ago, and I feel like I did this like about a month ago when last time they played the Tigers. Okay, you, you swept the Tigers. Yippee. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. You swept the Tigers. I mean, who, you know, look, Al of... 
Alvia Avila, you know, from the the GM there was fired about a week ago. So there's basically a team that's gonna kind of like you know go through some major changes. So mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you want to take the win, you know, take the sweep, whatever. But again, you're gonna be facing a, a, a Astros team that I know Michael Brantley's out for the year, at least for, through the rest of the regular season, but. You know, that, that's still a pretty good Houston team you're going to be facing. Mm-hmm. Look, Dylan sees Justin Verlander for tomorrow. That should be a lot of fun, I have to say. Um, but, but, look, I mean, I'm kind of in, like, prove-it mode. Okay, yeah, you're two and a half back yeah. from, the, from the Guardians. Okay, good. Look, you took advantage of some – look, you had your share of errors, too, uh, White Sox, during over the weekend. So the fact that the Tigers did, you know, more than you guys did, you guys were able to take advantage of it. Okay, yeah, you could have won – you probably could have lost that series. I'm not one of those people that like to say, well, a win is a win, because that's not true. Once you get into the playoffs, you're going to be t- facing some of the best teams in your uh, in your division, well, in your, your side of the league, in the American League. So if you can't beat those teams – you could, yeah, you could beat the bottom tier teams, you know, the bottom fears, whatever, but you have to beat the top tier teams. You want to be right there in contention for the, if you want to go to the World Series. So this is a nice, going to be a nice little test, you know, going up against the Astros. Yes, the White Sox have finally started to win some games at home. I know the power has to come in, in, in a big surge, like the way that we, we are, White Sox fans are accustomed to seeing, but it's starting to come in strides, Lakina. You have to, uh, take, uh, to take what the opponent gives you. Yes, it's the Detroit Tigers, but the White Sox have struggled to win consistently, period. But especially at home this season, they're starting to take advantage of it. And I'm with you. This is the most important uh, stretch coming up for the White Sox uh, for, for this upcoming weekend, perhaps for the season. Yes, they're two and a half back of the Guardians, but like you said, they had to continue with this momentum. I heard Lance Lance say this in his post-game presser yesterday. They had to continue this with this momentum, something they lacked up since the start of the season. You have Houston here for four, which is a tough team, and then you go to Cleveland for free, for three games, I should say, including that next uh, that early game next Sunday morning, at least here in Chicago, which I'll get to that pitchy matchup in just a moment. But the next seven games are important for the White Sox. Uh, realistically, they should go five and two. Watch, watch. They'll probably go four and three, and we'll be back in the same position again. But for right now, I'm going going in, in in the glory that yes, they beat the Tigers, but I rather for them to win three in a row than lose a three in a row. Trust me, if they would have lost three in a row, trust me, this computer screen would be would be broken by now, and I'll be mad at myself for doing that. But even though I will try to justify them losing to to another bad team like they did last week in Kansas City. <laughs> well, well, look, I mean that that that's how that look if that's how you want to go about about it, go ahead. But I'm in that mindset where you have to beat the top teams in order to be like right there. You can beat all the bottom feeders and you know the bottom, the lower tier teams all you want, but if you can't beat the top tier teams, which has been the problem for the White Sox this year, it doesn't matter what you do against those other teams. I know some people want them to back into the playoffs, and they probably will, but if they get their butts kicked by a, a Toronto or a Seattle, like it'll mean nothing. I'd rather they not make the playoffs than just you know that they'll try maybe they'll maybe some changes will be made obviously because this team's not good enough to get. This this team's not good enough to go to the ALCS. They're not. Not not the way they are right now, not the way they've been playing, like the consistency of it. I'm sorry. That's my mindset. So hey, take that you know, at Keenan McGee on Twitter. White Sox fans, come at me. Look, I'm <laughs> I'll be ready. Whatever. Now I'll close it because we got other we gotta talk about the Cubs and some of the other uh, things happening in the AL for uh for a second. But uh that Dylan sees uh Justin Verlander matchup. I mean, I'm a little surprised that that's not you know te- gonna be televised nationally because i feel mm-hmm. like this this might be one of those sort of matchups where 
both these guys are going to be by for the AL Cy Young. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see like who whose offense will shine because both guys have been playing very well lately. I think uh, I think Cease's ERA is like just just like about two tenths behind uh, Verlander's ERA. So it's going to be steps up. Yeah. It- and for the White Sox, for Dylan Seas, you need to give him run support. We didn't see that last Thursday in that terrible loss against Kansas City. Dylan Seas in his 13, 14 starts, I believe it is. He's only given a one run or, or less. So uh, you cannot blame him. He's keeping his team in ball games. But the problem is, as you mentioned, the offense comes and goes uh, uh, here and there. And that's been the uh, unfortunately been the case well, with the starts of Dylan Seas all season long for the White Sox. That trend needs to turn around. And and I, and I believe it will. I know Johnny Cueto goes tonight uh, for, for the White Sox. Yours surely will be there in the house to see that. So for for, for that pitching matchup tomorrow night, I, Dylan Cease will bring his best. Just hopefully the White Sox office will bring their best. All right. We'll just see what happens there. That should be a fun matchup Well, tomorrow night. Uh, going into the – switching over to, to talk to you know, the Cubs. You know, the Cubs, they beat two out of three. They lose a chance of sweeping the, uh, the Reds. But they did win two out of three, including that game. Of course, we talked about it on Friday. They played Thursday. They were off Friday, and they were able to play the rest of these two games. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Ian Havlitz, Contreras, I mean, they homeworked in that, mm-hmm. that Saturday game. That's uh, – you know, to win that game seven to two against the Reds didn't have a good showing last night. I mean, you know, it was really the pitch that kind of let the, you know, the Cubs down in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bullpen kind of, you know, sort of, you know, kind of gave that game away felt like, but you know what? It, it, it's fine. I mean, look, you take two out of three against Cincy and, you know, you just got to kind of like, you know, keep it in there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this one. Cause I think, you know, Look, if you could finish, I know that I know our guys at CAGO, our buddies there, they are saying that 63, I guess, is going to be like the target <laughs> target uh, win total for the Cubs. I mean, they're they're at 47 right now, so they are more than their weight. They might get there. They'll probably get, they might pass that too. Who knows? But uh, what do you think about that series against the Reds? Yeah, it was a good showing for the Cubs, uh, despite what happened yesterday. As you mentioned, Lakina, the bats came out as we talked about all season long. Uh, when the Cubs score runs, they score in spurts and, and via the home run. You talk about Christopher Morrell, Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom uh, always comes up with a surprise hit or two from, from the hot corner. So this Cubs team, when it's right in spurts, uh, they can play with anybody. As we said all year long, give credit to manager David Ross. The uh, uh, These guys do not quit. They leave it all on the line. They just don't have the talent right now. Despite what happened to Keegan Thompson yesterday, Lakina, uh, he I still believe that he's one of the uh, future cornerstones for that pitching staff. I know he didn't have it yesterday, but that's going to happen with young players as you're trying to learn on the job. And that that's what happened. But I still got faith in him and Justin Steele. Will Marcus Stroman and or Kyle Hendricks be here to start off next season? Who knows? But as far as the series is concerned, Cincinnati is another bad team. And it took advantage of uh, some Cubs mistakes yesterday. That's what the Cubs did to Cincinnati in the first two games of that series. So it was a mis- who could take advantage of, of the other team's mistakes more. Cincinnati did that yesterday. The Cubs did it for the entire series. Uh, yes, it is. And they were able to kind of take it advantage of that and look if you're in Cincinnati you'll take that at this point so you know it'll be interesting to see you know, how they do the rest of the season they were kind of up and down too so you know, we'll, we'll see how the Cubs do I, mean, I feel like this is going to get where this is going to be where it gets very interesting for the Cubs mm-hmm. I mean it's sort of like you know they got a shot of perhaps getting that 63 mark I guess that's the sort of like they play the Nationals 
starting tonight. So that's going to be uh, the you know they're just as bad mm-hmm. as the, uh, the they're just as bad if not worse than the Cubs. So you know it, it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of take advantage of that. Now, what caught your eye in MLB this weekend? Uh, speaking of the American League, the Congratulations to uh, Rasmussen, the starting pitcher of the Tampa Bay Rays. No, he did not get his no-hitter yesterday, but he was perfect through eight and a half. He lost it in the ninth inning as uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, salvaged that uh, series uh, with the win against the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore is still in that driver's seat for that third wildcard spot in the American League. Sticking with the American League East, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, not a good weekend. They dropped two or three at home to the Cleveland Guardians. And the Cleveland Guardians, as we mentioned, they lead the White Sox in the AL Central by two and a half games. That's because the Minnesota Twins, we didn't expect this, Lakina. They lose two out of three to Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So for the Minnesota Twins, during their stay in Los, during their staycation in Los Angeles last week, they lost four out of five. They got swept by the Dodgers in two games. They lose two out of three to the Angels. I will say that this team is dead, but because it's the AL Central, you got the extra wildcard race. By default, the Minnesota Twins are still alive. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's sort of one of those sort of things where you, you, I, I'm sure they can't, they couldn't get out of like Los Angeles go quick enough, mm-hmm. and, and so so that that's going to be kind of like the thing. I'm, I'm glad they'll, they'll be back home, you know, starting tonight against the Royals. So I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll take the home cooking. I think you know, being back yeah. at Target Field now. As far as uh, the Yankees, mm, you know, once again, they're not really showing too much. I mean, luckily, he's like the other. The other uh, teams around them have not been very good. They've had all of them have struggled, but they lose two out of mm-hmm. three to the to the Red Sox after losing two out of three to the Mariners. So I wonder, are Yankees fans starting to freak out a little bit? But luckily for them, like I said, the other teams you know, behind them are have been struggling too. The, you know, the Red Sox are out of it. So this is like a little speed bump there. So what do you think about the Yankees and their uh, not-so-good uh, last you know, week? Yeah, it, uh, it, it wasn't a good series for them in Boston over the weekend, but uh, the Yankees, as you mentioned, they're still comfortable. Uh, they're going to take the AL East. But as we talked about in our last show last, last Friday, Lakina, they're starting pitching be- besides Garrett Cole. They're going to have to pick it back up again with Jordan Montgomery. Nesta Cortez, who came out strong to start the season, but he's been figured uh, being figured out a bit uh, in, in their bullpen. Uh, it's got to be sharp. A world is chapman. Will he ever get his uh, role back as being a, a closer? He, he started off struggling to start off the year, so there's some problems right there. The injury to Matt Carpenter, uh, who was their uh, plug-in guy coming off the bench, he's lost to the foot injury for six to eight weeks. Uh, keep an eye on that, uh, and that and that's gonna uh, uh, we'll see how it hinders them come playoff time if Carpenter is able to get back just in time for the playoffs. I think the Yankees will be okay. But if he's out for the year past those six, eight weeks, uh, it's going to be trouble for him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Dodgers, I know, uh, yes, you know, they, they got their uh, win streak snapped by the Royals. They didn't sweep the Royals in Kansas City. You know, they were shut out four to nothing. But, uh, okay, fine. Oh, don't worry, folks. It happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's sort of like, you know, one of those days where, like, okay, yeah, they, they've been winning for, like, the last, like, almost two weeks or so. so I'll be that probably- idiot fan on L.A. Sports Radio. Fire you, Dave Roberts. Oh, <laughs> you Lord, lost I mean- to Kansas City. Yeah, how dare you. Yeah, yeah, how dare you. Right. Win two out of three against KC. Oh, how dare he. But uh, how dare they. But, yeah, I think if you're – it was I think, like, mentally they kind of wanted to get back home. So, I think they're – They'll, they're fine, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, if you're 
you can't win them all. They weren't going to go like like a hundred and like something like hundred and thirty like hundred twenty and like thirty four. They were going to do yeah. that. So I think people need to kind of just you know chill on that. They I mean they've been waiting for like like almost like two weeks now, so they can afford a loss. It's fine. Now Drew Drew Rasmussen, of course, you know I kind of kept an eye on. I didn't watch it, but I kept an eye on him. Of course, you know almost got that perfect game. He did like a you know, like a, not in many pitches, I think like 63 pitches, I think, you know, for seven. And of course, you know, gave up that hit, but uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but you know, it, look, it was a nice showing by by him. And and look, I think they'll take the win if you're the race. You want to be because they, they got to keep pace in the AL wild card. So you could take the win. Okay. You have lots of chance of getting a perfect game, mm-hmm. but okay, whatever. I mean, like you'll, you'll take the win. That's all that matters. Yeah. Houston say Houston takes care of Oakland at home over the weekend. Again, revenge for them being swept a, a couple of weeks ago and back to the NL central. Lakini is, is getting very interesting. The Cardinals are up, but by a game and a half over Milwaukee, I'm really worried about Milwaukee right now. They were just like the white Sox last year. Uh, they're running through their division with no problems. Of course uh, they lost in the opening round of their playoff series to the now defending champion Braves last year. Of course, you know, the Sox lost to the AL representative uh, the Houston Astros but Milwaukee they traded Josh Hader uh, uh their office has disappeared they I still like their starting pitching staff but I just don't like the way they've been playing over uh, ever since the all-star break to be honest with you yeah it's been sort of up and down for the Brewers and I'm wondering like we said like we said when they initially traded Hader like could this be a trade that kind of comes back and bites them in the butts and mm-hmm. so far it has and unfortunately if the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals are going to run away with the division, but I think they're mm-hmm. they're like one and a half up. They're kind of in the driver's seat right now. They still got to play each other a lot before the season's over with. So should be interesting to see what happens there. Now the Padres, um, you know, since they did all those trades, you know, they got of course Juan Soto, Josh Bell, mm-hmm. but you know they win two out of three against the Nationals, so that that helps a little bit after winning two out of three. Yeah, the return the of Juan Soto. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sort of helps a little bit, but they're still like they're you know the Dodgers are gonna run away and hiding right now. They're at like 18 and a half up or something like that in the in the NL yep. West. So, you know, it's good that that's gonna be kind of over and done with there. So they gotta start stay with kind of within distance in the NL wild card. Yep, and we, we talked about this before the show, like you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, getting popped, <laughs> no pun intended for 80 games for uh steroid use. Of course, he was out of uh, all of the season uh, uh, due to a wrist injury. Some people say it was because of a motorcycle accident. You could take that for what it's worth, but he was on his way back. Now he gets popped for 80 games. I know his maturity and sort of leadership is in question here. Hopefully he'll learn from this experience to come back and be a better person and a better ball player, but that's still a big blow to San Diego. They were expecting him to uh, mm-hmm. come back at some point this season to help them uh, get to the playoffs and perhaps do damage in the playoffs. Now they're going to be without him for the remainder of the season, perhaps early next year as well. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of talking about perhaps maybe him coming back in the next couple of weeks from what I've read. So mm-hmm. with this, with now with this, you know, being popped for PEDs, that's not going to happen. And he could be, he could miss probably like the first few weeks of next season too. Cause you know, the pre, you know, the, the spring training games don't count when it comes to these types of suspensions. So all is all regular mm-hmm. season games. So, could be very interesting, and you know, I know some White Sox fans are already boasting that they, that they won the trade since they traded Tatis, you know, a few years back. But uh, again, look, I mean, if he can kind of bounce back and avoid all this type of stuff and have a good career, I think I think people need to kind of just chill off on that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. And now going into the wild card, uh, the Braves are kind of like in the driver's seat for the first spot. They've won six in a row. You know, Ronald Acuna uh, has you know looked really good the last few weeks of course you know 
that little sort of the whole thing in it. That was sort of like a interesting, like kind of like a little tidbit there with the, the with the Braves and such. You know, they swept the Marlins. I mean, that helps and <laughs> that helps you know four games against the Marlins. So that helps yeah. a little bit too. I think that kind of helps in that sense. But if you look at who's behind them, that's kind of where the where the real battle is. I mean, the Padres only like a half game up for that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are right there right now. I know they didn't have a good show with in their series this weekend. The Brewers, you know, they're one and a half back from them. So it's kind of like a five team. I know the the Giants are the closest that they're six back from that third wild card spot. So it's probably going to be between those four teams. I mentioned the Braves, the Padres, the Phillies and the Brewers. So that's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of like how it gets down to the wire there. It's also going to be interesting to see what happens in the AL wild card races there. There, uh, uh, I'm thinking I want to count Boston out, but they took two out of three from the Yankees at home this weekend, so they're technically not out of it yet. Baltimore still hanging on, and you, of course, you have Toronto, which I think they'll get that first wild card spot. But the Seattle Mariners, Lakina, your Seattle Mariners, they take a small step back, losing two out of three in Texas over the weekend, but I still think they'll be okay. Yeah, it's like I said, it's gonna be kind of like a bounce. Like I mean, I know the ball. I know some people say Boston is they're still in it, but they're four and a half back, and they have to jump over like three or four teams to kind of mm-hmm. get to that wild card spot. So, with, with only like a few, they're only what, about sort of like six weeks left in the regular season. So I think let's let's kind of mm-hmm. like you know let, let's sort of slow down uh, in that front, folks. But you know they're like about fifty three games left or something like that. So a lot mm-hmm. will have to happen. But look, you never know. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Now, going into uh, breaking news, Lakina, um, coming from the Dallas Morning News. And speaking of the Texas Rangers, the Rangers have relieved Chris Wooder of his managerial duties. Mm, okay, so yeah. they're going to be looking. He's be news. giving his uh, pink slip and link card. Yeah, no pun I intended. Mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like I, I, I can't really blame him. I mean, like the. The Rangers have not been very good. I mean, I know like a couple of years ago, some people thought that they were probably going to be right there to sort of, you mm-hmm. know, perhaps try to go for that playoff. You know, maybe have maybe not necessarily for the AL uh, uh, West because, of course, you got the Astros and such, and at the time the Angels. But a lot mm-hmm. of people thought that maybe the Rangers probably could be for the wild cards, but they got some you know, good talent. But unfortunately, I think there might be a, a complete, you know, sort of like clean out. I mean, Woodward's gone, so you know. It's like one run games. Also, they're one run games. I mean, they were they were terrible. They they lost a couple in this past yeah. weekend. So, yeah, that might yeah. be another reason why uh, Mr. Woodward got his uh, walking papers. Yep. So Chris Woodward is relieved of his duties as manager of the Texas Rangers. Now, Lakina, let's go over to. I know we're running up against it uh, at the for the, our top of the hour break, but we'll give you the schedule for MLB for the series that starts tonight. The series that start tonight and tomorrow, uh, of course, uh, tonight's Astros White Sox series will uh, take place at on the South Side at seven o'clock. Uh, you can watch that game nationally on FS1, and you can catch the Spanish broadcast of the White Sox featuring Ozzy Guillen, and that's on NBC Sports Chicago Plus. That's tonight at seven o'clock, of course. Uh, the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians, they'll start their doubleheader in about an hour from now. Uh, that's a day-night doubleheader uh, for the Tigers and Guardians from Cleveland. The Phillies and the Reds will do battle from Cincinnati. Uh, the Padres and the Marlins uh, will start in South Florida tonight. Of course, you mentioned the Cubs and the Nationals earlier. The Tampa Bay Rays visiting Yankee Stadium to take on the Yankees. Big series for both teams. Of course, north of the border in Toronto, the Blue Jays will host the Baltimore Orioles. Big series for both teams. The New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves will get it on tonight from, from Truist Park down there in hot Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta Braves trail the New York Mets in the NL East race by five and a half games. Of course, you mentioned the Royals and the tw- Twins. They'll start tonight. Uh, Oakland and 
Texas will be looking for a new manager. They'll start their series tonight between two bad teams. Speaking of the Dodgers, they'll travel up north here to take on the Milwaukee Brewers in a big three-game series. Seattle's at Anaheim to take on the Angels. The Diamondbacks are at the Giants. All right. Also, too, uh, Boston will place Pittsburgh. Uh, let's see. In <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, Oakland will face Texas, Colorado, and St. Louis. They will start their series. Uh, I think you have got the rest, Sid. Yeah. Yeah. Got the yeah, rest. Yeah. Yep. Got the rest. So, uh, yeah. So, pretty interesting uh, series to start off this week in NL NLB. And for those of you who are wondering why my green screen, I look be a little faded. That's why I kind of I turned it off. I didn't like you know do anything else weird to it. So. You know, this is kind of like what you're gonna get for right now. I'll, I'll maybe I'll try. I'll try again before the break. But this is how, this is how it's working right now, folks. This is what I'm working with here. So you gotta give me a little bit of credit here. But uh, our number one in the books. You got our number two coming up now. So what we got coming up in our number two? Our number two. We'll talk about the NBA. Some of the uh, key games for opening night and for Christmas Day it was leaked over the weekend. We'll give you the details on that, and we'll give you a list of. Over under win totals for your favorite NBA teams for this upcoming 2022-23 season. We have some sports media news. We have some other nuggets. And we'll end next hour with Old School TV Monday. You're really going to dig this one. So stay tuned for that. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You listen to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, live in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest Unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced Unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Reese's.
And welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. My name is Lakina McGee. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. We have less than an hour left of this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago YouTube, type in questions and comments. In the comments section, Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And before we continue with this fabulous program, let us not forget to remind you that you can get, now catch Sports Zone Chicago on Roku TV. That's right. You can catch Sports Zone Chicago on your Roku television. Celebrate with the squad. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. That's right. You are, if you already have a Roku television, just tap on that sports section and download that Sports Zone Chicago app. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. You have a streaming device like your iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your Chromebook, or your in or your laptop. You can download that Roku TV app. Just click on the sports section and download Sports on Chicago that way. So catch Sports on Chicago live and or on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. All right, said some of the uh, the official announcement of the NBA as schedule will have will commence later this week. But some of the uh, leaks has already been as with your every you know schedule. I guess you know schedule mm-hmm. leaks, and you know you always have you know those folks that are actually you know leaking the schedule and whatnot. Now apparently the Christmas games have been uh, released already. Uh, first of all, you know we'll we'll get to the games you know in a second. But first of all, no Bulls, boo. I mean, you know, right? Like really. <laughs> Like, come on. And also, two uh, Bucks. Well, first, Bucks. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be the order, but yeah, I guess we'll see once the schedule comes out on Thursday. But, you know, Bucks and Celtics. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, Sixers and Knicks. Like, really? The Knicks? That'll, that'll yeah. be the 11 o'clock game. I guarantee you that. The Knicks do not deserve to be on a prime time right now. That'll be your first game on ESPN on Christmas morning. Book it. Suns Maybe it'll be Nuggets. stupid to get it out that time slot. Uh, Suns and Nuggets should be interesting. We'll see how, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if, I don't know. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, but there's still, still a lot of question marks about the, the Nuggets and such. Lakers mm-hmm. and Mavs, uh, LeBron versus Luka. That might be the primetime game, I think. Yeah, uh, that, I'll, yeah, I guarantee that too. That'll be the primetime game on ABC slash ESPN. Or Grizzlies Warriors, and that might be the game. That might be the afternoon game, if I'm if I'm thinking it right, seeing how this yeah. works. That yeah, and that'll lead into the Dallas and Lakers game. Yeah, so I'll say this. Golden State and Memphis, they'll be your 4 o'clock game on ABC, and then they'll mm-hmm. lead into LeBron James and Luka Doncic with the Lakers and Dallas on ABC and ESPN. The NBA cannot possibly screw this up, can they? <laughs> well, here's the weird part about it is that, um, well, this is actually going to be the first time where there's going to be some NFL games over compete against the NFL because, remember, Christmas Day is on a Sunday this year. So now you're going to be seeing some mm-hmm. NFL games there. So it's going to be interesting to see how the ratings are. Let's see how the NBA maneuvers mm-hmm. this uh, quintuple header, if you will. But, you know, just a little, you know, just like a little nuggets there. Um, I believe, you know, that like it's the first, um, the first uh, Lakers Clippers uh, game of the season. I got to get that up here for a second. But I think it's going to be like October 20th, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Or, yeah, October 20th. At, I'm not going to call it that. That uh, corporate name, I'm not doing that. It, it'll be in Los Angeles, you know. Uh, yep. So yeah, that that'll be a, uh, October 20th. That'll be the first game of the uh, the first game for the uh, Clippers and Lakers. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. As we talked about, Lakina, we'll get more into it as uh, training camps open around this time next month. But uh, the Clippers, uh, on paper, they'll be healthy with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Of course, on the flip side for the Lakers, we'll get the, they made some more news. We'll get to that in just a second. But uh, for the for the Lakers, you still have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. We'll assume that he stays healthy. Will make his return to the lineup. Will Kyrie Irving be a part of that part of that team on that date? We'll see about that. Russell Westbrook, I'm sure he'll hang around as a mascot somewhere. So, uh, but still, it should be an interesting matchup. Now, speaking of, of the Lakers, Lakina. And I saw this over the weekend as well. Uh, they're going to uh, help the Warriors on ring night uh, two days before on TNT. So the Golden mm. State Warriors will receive their championship rings. We uh, we all know that many teams, and the Warriors a couple of times uh, during their heyday, uh, they looked sluggish on opening night because of uh, getting their championship rings and whatnot. Uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and crew will sit in that new Chase Center watching the Warriors get their rings from the previous season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm sure that uh, LeBron will love to return to favor. That'll be uh, interesting to see what happens with that uh, matchup. I mean, uh, uh, you got to think, look, these are like, this is like the, this could be the first royal between Steph and Clay and Draymond. So, but I'm sure like mm-hmm. some of the other guys, you know, the guys that have won their first ring, their, their first rings, I should say. So that that's gonna be kind of like interesting to see how how that goes with that. But uh, I'm still tripping on the Grizzlies. Look, nothing, no shade against John Morant. You know, he just you know totally deserves it, but considering, you know, this is like their first or like, you know, this is going to be their Christmas debut and such. I mean, I, I get it, but mm-hmm. we don't know what the Grizzlies are going to be this year. So I think, yeah, putting them in a Christmas seems a little bit, I don't know, but I guess they're trying to spread it out. I guess, you know, get to the smaller market teams, a little bit of love. And I get mm-hmm. that, but, you know, I mean, the Bulls, I mean, are the Bulls are actually pretty good. Um, I'm just saying. So I think, can we get yeah. a little bit of Bulls love on Christmas? But, you know. But but that, that's just that's just me. But that might be the fan me talking. But you know. And speaking of Bulls fans, I know a few of you are watching. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your answers uh, in the comment section. Lakina will get them up for on the screen for you. Bulls fans, are you with Lakina that the Bulls are? You're mad that the Bulls are not playing on Christmas Day. Or you just like me, like, oh, I didn't think about that until you just brought it up, Lakina. Or I'm not going to say that I don't care, Lakina. Of course, it'll be great to watch the Bulls on Christmas Day, like back in the day when Jordan and the crew were playing. But are you with Lakina McGee? Are you mad as hell that the Bulls are not playing on Christmas Day? Or are you just like, uh, I don't care? Uh, typing your answers at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Well, speaking of the Bulls, like I said, I'm not mad. It's just that, you know, like, come on now, let's get a little bit like, but, you know, hopefully they can use that as motivation and such because, of course, you know, last year with everything mm-hmm. else. But uh, it is what it is. But uh, speaking of the Bulls, I guess uh, Giannis caused a little bit a little bit of a stir, I guess, on Sunday. I guess he was at a uh, – I think he's at a convention or something. And he, I guess he's, he made some comments that said that he wouldn't roll out uh, signing with the Bulls. Now, let's remember, folks, his contract's not up – with the Bucks is not up till 2025. So he did mm-hmm. say, like, down the line, you never know. Maybe I'll play for Chicago, but right now I'm committed to Milwaukee. Okay, now, let, okay, I know I've seen a lot of folks still take this out, taking this out of context. I think this is, like, one of those, like, killer with kindness kind of thing where you're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, they're their rival, division rivals and such and whatever. But, uh, yeah, well, let, let's slow down here on perhaps maybe. It wouldn't happen for, like, another three seasons, so, like, like people need to kind of just slow down there. But uh, <laughs> I just find it a little bit funny that uh, Bulls fans are already kind of, like, jumping on the bandwagon of Giannis coming to the Bulls. 
Yeah, I saw that great interview on 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 the uh, the Sports Zone last night on Fox Thirty Two locally here in Chicago. Luke Canells and friend of the show, hometown favorite uh, Cassie Carlson. Both of them conducted that interview. Of course, Giannis was promoting his movie about his childhood mm-hmm. and how him and his brother uh, uh, from that journey from Greece to being drafted into the NBA. But I, I saw that interview and he said that all the all all the correct things. He gave Jordan and the Bulls uh, their their props as rightfully so. But he said maybe down the road. He like he said down the road. But right now I'm committed to the Bucks, and the Bucks still have a great team. I know that Chris Middleton injury set them back last year, but uh, Giannis can maybe sneak out another ring or two. Who knows? But Milwaukee's still in their championship window right now, and I don't expect Giannis to say anything different. I, uh, do I believe he was telling the truth? Yes, but you have to be politically correct to an extent in those situations. Hey, I was, like I said, kill him with kindness, I guess. So yeah. That's kind of like how you do it there. But that was a great interview. So you guys, make sure you check that out on the uh, Fox Chicago. Um, I'm sure they'll have it on their, they have it on YouTube. I'm sure it's probably on their site too, on their sports mm-hmm. section of their site. So make sure you guys check that out. But uh, I just find it a little interesting that like the Bulls fans are kind of like freaking out. Giannis, well, okay, get guys, slow down. Like let's, it would happen for another three years. But uh, <laughs> just, just want to see that kind of interesting little nugget there. Now, like I said, well, like we've been saying, I mean, well, I'm sure there'll be more uh, leaks, if you will, with the scheduling and, and such. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the – I mean, the, the whole thing with uh, Kevin Durant and now basically uh, giving the brass an ultimatum, like either you get rid of – you trade me or, you know, you fire uh, Steve Nash, who we handpicked, by the way. Let, let's remember that little day. Him and Kyrie both. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about that? Like, now you're giving them all to me. I'm like, I kind of, like, find it a little bit hilarious. But uh, <laughs> as I was listening that? to various pundits over the weekend, like, Kina coming home from the Sox game, and here's a thought for, for people to ponder. Since Kevin Durant is not going to get his way through that, uh, quote, unquote, request or demand, he's allowed to play nice, unlike his – for right now, current teammate Ben Simmons, who has his own issues within his, within his realm. But Kevin Durant's got to play nice. Now, will he eventually get his uh, trade request? I'm sure. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets, I uh, know you don't want any, any distract more distractions uh, as you, you'll start training camp within the next month or so. And when you start this upcoming 2022-23 season. So, Kevin Durant, uh, you're going to have to play nice because uh, you don't want to end up like your buddy Ben Simmons, your current teammate for now. Uh, you see all the all the PR hits that he's been taking. So for Kevin Durant, uh, you're gonna you, you're gonna have to play nice. I know many people don't like the NBA because it's a players' league, and most of the time the mm-hmm. superstar players get their way. But I, I'm, uh, Kevin Durant will probably have to take a back seat on this one and look at the situation realistically. As we said before, Lakino, on our last few shows, uh, I know that the Brooklyn Nets want an overhaul for Durant. You can, you want mm-hmm. the best possible deal, but right now uh, uh, they're demanded too much, and we'll see which other teams, but who budges first. Well, it's interesting that, you know, the it's kind of like everything's kind of like died down. So I'm wondering, like, okay, what's going to mm-hmm. happen here with all the other stuff? I mean, will anything happen before training camp? Will it be happening during the season, especially if the Nets don't do very well and they have mm-hmm. a, a terrible start? So that's going to be kind of like the thing for me. But uh, I, I find it hilarious, though, that we haven't, like, heard, like, one peep about it. But, you know, <laughs> it'll be interesting what happens here. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, will will uh, Durant be a – well, will KD be a member of the Nets by the time the season starts? I don't know. 
don't yeah, know. yeah, that's what you like the NBA, a mate where amazing happens, right? <laughs> so I say, yeah, like, I don't know. But I said, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports or Sports on Chicago. We're live in the Living Color, the Monday edition. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. We're talking hoops right now. This comes to our friends at the Action Network via DraftKings, and this is the over under win totals for this upcoming 2022-23 season. It was updated last week. Lakina will start with our team first, the Chicago Bulls. Last year, they won 46 games, got bounced out of the first round against the Milwaukee Bucks. This year, the Bulls are their win over their win total is set at 43 and a half wins. Do you take the over or the under? I'm taking the over. Like I like I said, we'll we'll I don't know what they're basing this on, but I, I mean, like 43 and a half, that's kind of a low on the low end, but uh, it just, again, this sort of shows that these, these things go, can change at a drop of a hat. So yeah. I was just thinking what some of the other win totals are for some of these other teams. Cause if the bulls are at 43 and a half, I'm already like giving this thing the side eye. Yeah. I'm going over as well. Even it, let's just say they win about four or five more games. So, uh, they'll get them closer to 50. Assuming that this team stays healthy, uh, I think they could do a little bit more damage. But I'll say over two. Maybe not by that much, but i say at least over by four or five wins, which gives them 48, 49 wins, and which is still not bad. And, and you're still right in the thick of things in the East of Conference. The Bulls just got to stay healthy. And, and, th- and I think that's why their total is down 43 and a half, uh, 43 and a half for over under wins for this upcoming season. Now let's go to the West of the conference first, Lakina. The Lakers, 45 and a half. I really find it hard to. <laughs> Does that, uh, wait, you do can't make this stuff up, folks. Do they do they do they know that uh is is uh AD, you know, Anthony Davis, he's gonna still be uh healthy throughout the year? Because that's the only thing I can think of as to why they would have that 45 and a half. But uh <sighs> let me see. No, I think well, Kyrie we already joined the Lakers. Well, I think dot, I'll push dot, on dot, that. Dot. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you know, I'll I'll push on that win total because, like I said, strange things happen in the Western Conference. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like, okay, all right, what what's the all right? Uh, well, well, who else? Who else has that? The win total is uh, yeah, the Lakers had 45 and a half. Staying with the Western Conference, the Newton Towers of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, they're at 47 and a half. Okay. Uh, hmm. I, I, I might, I might push on that one too. I, I think like, you don't know how they're going to, how they're going to uh, mesh together. They may not, they may not mesh well together. So we don't really know. So I think to have the fact they already have them like that, that high of a number, that's a little bit, you know, much, but you know, I, mm, yeah. The Denver Nuggets. Yeah. The Denver Nuggets 49 and a half. Assuming that Jamal Murray, he'll be coming back after missing all last season. Michael Porter Jr. as well. We know that um, uh, Jokic, uh, Nikolai Jokic is a back-to-back MVP winner. Uh, I know pe- many people expect him to have a, a, a big season. So Denver's total right now is at 49 and a half. I'll go over by a couple wins, probably about three or four wins. That'd be at like fifty one or fifty two, so yeah, yeah, I'll go over, but not by, but not by much. Like I said, it was gonna take, it's gonna take Murray some games because he didn't play all of last year, so it's gonna exactly. probably take him a couple of games to kind of like get back into the, uh, back into a groove. The Dallas Mavericks, as we mentioned, they'll host LeBron James in the Dallas, in the uh, Lakers on Christmas Day. Their win total, uh, this team they got to the Western Conference last year, forty eight and a half. As Jason King uh, enters year number two as Mavericks head coach. 
I'll take a little bit uh, over. I think they'll. I'll think they're one fifty. Okay. Like I said, like I said, it's all gonna like I said, it's all gonna depend on how the schedule looks and how look. Remember, Brunson's not there anymore, so let's see how much of a mm-hmm. loss that is. So that'll get very interesting there too in Dallas. All right, the L.A. Clippers and the Phoenix Suns both are tied for fifty-two and a half wins. I'll say over for the Clippers. The Suns slightly over, but. They're not going to be the same team as they were a year ago, especially the way their season ended last year, uh, looking badly against the Dallas Mavericks, especially in Game 7 at home in that second-round series. I'm right about 55, I think, the, the Suns yeah. will. I think, I think yeah. they're going to win, like, what was like, 65 mm-hmm. or something like that they won last year, so 62 or something like that. So I, I'm not – I mean, it's going to be hard for them, especially mm-hmm. – I wonder how much motivation they're going to have, especially the way they lost last year. So – Maybe they'll be a little extra motivated. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I'll I'll take a little bit over, but like sixty, maybe like sixty-two or something like that. Maybe sixty, fifty-five or sixty. I think that I, I'll say fifty-eight for the the Suns. Okay, uh, just a couple more teams in the Western Conference before we move over to the East. The New Orleans Pelicans, who gave the Suns a surprise run despite the Devin Booker injury last year, forty-four and a half. They assume that Zion, Zion Wilson, Williamson will come back and have a healthy year where he stays with the team after next season. That's that's down the uh, issue down the road. But of New Orleans Pelicans overall in the total for wins, 44 and a half. Right now, I'm taking the, slightly the under. Yeah, I think I'm taking the under as well. You don't know how Zion's gonna look at gonna look, especially since he hasn't played in a while. So I'm, yeah, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little concerned of how this, how this team is going to look. So the Pelicans, especially since they're going to be facing a very tough, you know, Western conference, you yeah. know, how some of the guys are going to be coming back from injury. So I'll, I'll take, sli- I think they'll be struggling to get over 500, I think. Yeah, give Willie Green his props, though. The former NBA player was not the head coach with the Pelicans. He did a great job with them last year, especially during the after the All-Star break last year. A couple other teams in the West before we move on to the East. The Portland Trailblazers, 40 and a half, 40.5, so under, under 40 wins. And the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell for now, 32 and a half. Yeah, Gobert is gone, so it'll be interesting to see how they look with Again, will even will, will Donovan Mitchell even be there by the start of the season? They're like some of those trade talks are kind of died down. I know some people said mm-hmm. you no know, New York and Miami, but I, I think like what it, it looked like right now, he's still a he's still in you know Utah Jazz, so they're going to be struggling a lot. And I'm sure he'll probably be gone like during the season. So I'm going to say the under on that one. Okay, in Portland, two forty and a half. I'll, I'll push on that one. Okay. You don't know how Dame's going to look, you know, coming back from injury. He might demand the trade too, you know. He keeps denying it, right? So that's why I'm. I just want to take a little bit under. I'm taking the under on that. All right, now to the Eastern Conference, the defending uh, conference champ, Eastern Conference champion, Boston Celtics, who lost to the Warriors in six in last year's finals. Their over, their win total, fifty four and a half. Hmm. I'll say slightly under. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I think the East has gotten a lot better this year, so I, I'll still mm-hmm. still win over fifty, but I think fifty, fifty-two, somewhere in that range. But yeah, fifty-four that might be a bit much to say to say on that one. Yeah, I know they picked up Danilo Gallinari, who's a, a very good outside shooter. That's going to help Boston stretch the floor a bit. 
But I, I think they're going to come back to reality a little bit. They're still going to be a very good team. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Mike Smart, RIP Tom Heitzen, who's your uh, reigning defensive player of the year. They're still going to be a good team, but as of right now, I'll take it slightly under. I know that there were some injuries last year, and they overcame them, obviously, but for me, slightly under. The Milwaukee Bucks, as we talked about with Giannis Antetokounmpo, over, uh, let's see, uh, 52 and a half wins. I say slightly over maybe one or two games because they didn't take the last year's regular season that seriously either. You saw the way they did. 50, I'll say 53 or 54 for them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right. All right. The Philadelphia 76ers, Doc Rivers, uh, he's uh, he's on the lifeline right now, especially with James Harden now being back for another year. Joel and B, you know, wants to win, uh, become their leader. We all thought he expected him to be calling guys out uh, in the media and behind the scenes. Their win total, 49 and a half. I'll push on. I'll push on. They'll, they'll go like about the 48 to 50, I think. Yeah, I got them at 50 wins too right now. So technically it'll be over, but just hopefully that Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt. So their win totals uh, predicted for 49 and a half. Let's see here. The Miami Heat, who uh, they lost – to the Boston Celtics in six games in the Eastern Conference Finals a season ago. Their win total is set at 48 and a half. 48. Uh, I'll push. I'll, I'll say 48 to 49, I think, for that one. Okay. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and company for now. Their win total is set at 40, 45 and a half. So again, I'll again I'll push like like we've been saying. We don't know how this team's gonna look down the line. So I probably would say, hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll push. I'll push on that. Okay, a couple other teams in the Eastern Conference: the Atlanta Hawks, who lost in the first round in the playoffs last year. Uh, they had to win the uh, both the games in the playing tournament just to get into the playoffs. Their win total is set at forty-five and a half. So they got the same win total as the Brooklyn Nets. As far as prediction is concerned, uh, uh, hmm. I think they'll be right. I think the, I'll I'll push on that one too. I think forty. I think they'll probably be at that forty-five, forty-six mark. But like I said, we we just don't know how everyone's gonna gonna mesh well with their new uh, teammates and such. So I'm I'm wondering mm-hmm. like that's gonna be kind of like the thing here. You know, some of these some of these some of these guys might not fit well together. So that's you gotta take that into account too. We just don't know. So I'll yeah. I'll say forty-five. I'll I'll push on that. Okay. The Toronto Raptors, who lost to Philadelphia in last year's first-round playoffs, of course, due to the injury to uh, rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, their win total is set for 44 and a half. <sighs> hmm, 44. Yeah, that's about, that's kind of about right. I'll say 44 mm-hmm. to 45. They'll, they'll probably write there like barely over 500. They're, they're basically saying is that they're, gonna, they're right there with the Bulls, which I find a little hard to believe. So I'll say 45, 44 or 45 for them. Okay, a couple other teams left in the Eastern Conference of no. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they lost to the Brooklyn Nets in a playing game last year. They had a surprise this season. Two All-Stars with Darius Garland and Jerry Allen. Their win total is set at 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna fall back to earth a little bit. I mean, you know, they're gonna be a little bit older. We'll see how everybody looks. And Colin Sexton is returning too. He might be a possible yeah. three piece. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why I'm gonna keep him right at that 42, 43 because he might be gone by the 
either by the start of the season or like halfway through. So I'm mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna go with like you're right. I'm kind of gonna push a little bit there. The New York Knicks. <laughs> I know they picked up Jalen Brunson. They may be in trouble how they got him. We'll see about that. But as of now, their over their win total is set at 39 and a half. 39, and yeah. Tom Thibodeau is on thin ice right now. Really, big shocker there, but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, I'll, I'll probably, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's about right for them. I think they'll be like mm-hmm. that thirty-eight to thirty-nine win total, and there might be a lot of upheaval there. Yeah, Julius Randle is right now. You ain't getting your way, brother. <laughs> so you stuck right with the Knicks. Be- speaking of a player being stuck with this organization. Bradley Beal in the Washington Wizards, their, their win total is set at 35 and a half. Hmm. That's what, yeah, I think I'll take that. I'll take that 35. They're, they're getting a little bit better, but they're not there yet. Yeah, and, and Bradley Beal may be traded at some point this season. Mm-hmm. And back to the West of Conference, Lakina, the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant returning for a healthy year, their win total is set at 49 and a half. Hmm. In a tough Western conference. Yeah, that that's probably sounds about right with them. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So those are your win totals. They'll probably mm-hmm. change, I'm sure, probably within like we're in like the, the it's August 15th. So they'll, they'll probably change with like maybe about a month or so. So we'll probably have this conversation again with different win totals, depending on moves and whatnot. So all right, we're going to wrap things up here. Of course, Cisco's got old school TV Monday once again. And also, to uh, college football releases their preseason polling. Uh, let's just say there's a reason why I always say that let's not, let's wait till like October, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. And then the second, and also supports media news. There's a new team that will be calling games for Notre Dame football this year. Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee, second season sports on sports on Chicago. We'll be wrapping days up right after this. Progressive presents the sports flash on the sports zone, Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? 
No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Soul Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. We got less than a half hour left of this extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show. You have any questions or comments for us during during our uh, any of our topics during today's show? You can go to Sports Hill Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Hill Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Lakina, you have some news from the college football world. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, the AP released their uh, polling, their preseason poll. For uh, college football, of course, the season starts in a couple weeks. We're going to have some, hopefully, we're going to have some like great people to come on to, you know, to talk about it and preview it. So, you know, a lot of things are happening here. Of course, Alabama is the number one now. Let me, let me start. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, but let me start by saying that uh, they should release this poll. Way to release this poll, perhaps maybe like, you know, mid October. I, I guess that that's just my opinion, but, you know, it is what it is. But I uh, know we've been doing this for years. I've been saying it for like the last like 25 years or something like that. So no one listens <laughs> to me then. So whatever. Uh, Ohio State is uh, number two. They got, uh, I think they got, like three first place votes. Uh, Georgia, defending champions at number three. Clemson at four. Notre Dame with a new coaches staff, Marcus Freeman, now the new head coach at five. Way too high. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Sorry, Sean Davis. Sorry, everybody, Sean Davis. Uh, Texas A&M at six. Utah's at seven. Uh, Michigan at eight. Might be a little high. They should be like in the 10 to 12 range. But again, uh, Oklahoma, nine, 10. Baylor, Oregon at 11. OK State at 12. NC State at 13. SCF USC, of course, you're looking at Riley Pace over as SC head coach at 14, Michigan State at 15, Miami, of course, Mario Cristobal back there and his alma mater at 16, Pittsburgh at 17, Wisconsin at 18, Arkansas at Arkansas at 19, uh, Wisconsin at 18, Arkansas at 19, Kentucky at number 20. There's some comments that happened there about Cal, Coach Cal. Apparently, I guess, you know, they're not a football school or a basketball school, apparently. We'll get to the college, <laughs> try to get to that with those comments. Uh, Ole Miss at 21, Wake Forest at 22, Cincy at 23, Houston at 24, and BYU at 25. Interesting to note that no Florida or Florida states. So that, that's kind of a little bit weird. It's actually the first time since 1974 that neither Florida or Florida State are are ranked in the preseason top 25. So, Sid, discuss. 
Yeah, both those schools, as you mentioned, are struggling with Florida State. They've been struggling for a while for the last few years. Florida has taken a small tumble, but hopefully both those schools, for college football's sake, will, will return. But I was going to ask you about uh, Lincoln Riley USC. We uh, we mentioned this before in a, in a, in a, a few shows ago. Uh, looking at their schedule, it's a very, uh, I want to say, not so easy, easy, but they should have no problems uh, before uh, conference play. Of course, uh, them and UCLA were both for the Big Ten in a couple of years. But with Lincoln Riley coming in, in into Southern California in, in L.A. for year one, I expect that USC team to, to do great things now. Will it be good enough to get them into the college football playoff? It's going to be a little tough, but for them to get off to a good start is definitely going to be key. And looking at that schedule, there's no excuses why they shouldn't do it, barring any major injuries, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, they got Caleb, he got Caleb Williams to come to uh, SC with him, so I think that was sort of a big plus for him. I think that helps a little bit because he's comfortable with that offense. It'll be interesting to see what happens once they all mesh together. I think USC has the talent. They just need the coaching staff there, and they got a good coaching staff there now, so we'll see how they do, and they can make you know make uh, inroads right away. Yep, and also, too, I'm looking at Michigan. Of course, Jim Harbaugh, you know, I've been critical of him at times on this show. They finally got to the – college football playoff last year before getting blown out by Georgia but with Michigan can you improve on that success that you had a year ago can you make it to the uh, college football playoff again can you make it to that championship game are you as good as Alabama and or Georgia uh, of course like I said last year Georgia told you no you're not as good you're not as good as us and so Jim Harbaugh can he finally get an offense and get a quarterback that can run his system he's always had the defense but can you uh, uh, put that success into the offense, put that energy into the offense and and, and do it again and take it to another level. That's going to be yeah. the, the question I have for them coming up for this year. One of the new challenges that they haven't won, of course, it's an even number of years. So now they're going to be at the horseshoe against Ohio State near the end of the season, and they have not won there since 2000. So yeah, that's another that's another thing they're going to have to uh, climb over. Of course, you know we've got everybody back from Ohio State, so that's yeah, they the they finally part. beat them last year at the at the big house. But like you said, they got to go beat them at the horseshoe this year. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. But uh, yeah, Notre Dame, like you got like I said, you got Marcus Freeman, you know, taking over his head coach, the players lobby to get him. I'm like I said, I'm still not going to cheer for them. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry, Sean Davis. Like I said earlier. <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, this is sort of like the same song that we've done with Notre Dame for like the last, like, you know, 20 years or something like that. You mm -hmm. know, they have, they get ranked high and then they get knocked back into reality. Now everybody wants to make excuses and such. So whatever it is, what it is. But, uh, yeah, in Notre Dame, it's going to be another team to watch out for this year. They're not going to, they're over, over, uh, hyped, but as you know, <laughs> but that's not a, not a big shocker there. I mean, Utah Utah has pretty much everybody back from uh, last year, Kyle, Kyle Whittingham's uh, team. I mean, they struggled a little bit. Like I said, they were a very young team. They got everybody back. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting. You know, Cam Ryzen, um, you know, probably like one of the, you know, the best players in the, in the Pac-12, I think. So that's going to get, you know, very interesting to see what, you know, what happens there. We'll see if they can live up to the hype. I mean, they got SC kind of breathing down their necks as well. They're going to be the favorites in that Pac-12 uh, Pac North, I should say. So that's going to be very interesting there. Uh, Oregon, I know they got a new coaching staff there as well. But, uh, you know, they still, like I said, they're still very talented there. They, they still got the uh, they got the facilities and such. and such. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, showing there. 
you know what that that's gonna like, like I said the Pac-12 is gonna be interesting to watch. I know that with SC and USC leaving in a couple of years, in the next year's next season, I should say this is gonna kind of be like the last of the we're gonna Pac-12 we're gonna see as we know it. So it's gonna be very interesting yeah. there as well. Of course, you know Dan Lenning, you know taking over as the head coach there, very defensive minded guy. So we'll still you'll definitely definitely you're definitely gonna see some more. Uh, showing there on defense, so you know more of a defensive kind of like style. Of course, the office is going to still pretty much you know stay intact. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, NC State, I know they kind of came out of nowhere. So I know that they beat Clemson as well. I think Clemson they got everybody back too. So that's going to be another thing that's going to be very interesting. So yeah, 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 we'll see what happens there. There as well. So uh, in the ACC, definitely uh, some people say it might be a down year. That's why Miami might sneak in there on some folks. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Miami is. We talked about last year, Lakina. They struggled with the quarterback position due to injuries and and, and so on. Uh, their defense was very active last year, but they kind of struggled too with growing pace. I expected to have a, a a very good year this year. Like you said, the ACC is down. And so we, we don't expect anybody else to over, over uh, to have a, a, a breakout year. But I want to I was going to ask you about Clemson, but you kind of answered my question. So, you know, Dabble Sweeney is going to have his guys in the mix. I want to ask you about Louisiana State University and Brian Kelly Bolton from South Bend to the Deep South. Because I, well, I remember you reading that team's name in the top 25 poll. Well, well, they're not they're not in any of the polls, neither the mm-hmm. coaches nor the uh, the AP poll. And then the, apparently Miles Brennan is transferring. He was the quarterback last year for Ed Orgeron, so apparently reports are that he is bolting LSU. So that might be something to watch out for as well. So Brian Kelly already in a pickle. Uh, he's apparently walked away from football. Somebody said this according to uh, Christian Garrick from you know she you know she he covers uh, I should say he covers uh, uh, LSU football. So they're going to be looking at a quarterback. So. I don't know that that's going to be something to look out for, you know, too, that they don't have that Brian Kelly you know, doesn't have a quarterback. He was kind of like one of those guys that kind of like kept everything stable at LSU with all the things that were happening over with uh, Ed Orgeron and such. So I don't know. I mean, they're going to be looking for something a little bit different. He's already in a hole. So that's going to be very interesting yeah. there. Uh, going to the kids, I want to talk about Kentucky in the comments real quick. Apparently, if you guys okay. haven't been following this, John Calipari basically said that uh, Kentucky is a basketball school and you know, he and he's right, but look, the football team has emerged the last few years, especially with Mike Stoops uh, as as coaching too. So, I mean, <laughs> he didn't. Well, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll say this about uh, Coach Stoops. I mean, he really, you know, he really didn't have. Uh, let's just say that he kind of didn't really take too lightly <laughs> about. Uh, what uh, Mark's who I should say because there's so many of them. You got, of course, you got Bobby, <laughs> I might think I'm Mark, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so many, but Mark, Mark Stoops is a coach over at Kentucky, and uh, he didn't have such nice things to say about uh, Coach Cal. And I guess, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you don't talk about my players, boy. America well, needs football, boy. <laughs> well, he's not, he's not from the south, uh, uh, Sid. uh they're, they're, they're midwestern people. Uh, remember, the Sioux Rams are from the Midwest, Sid. You know, don't, he doesn't have a southern accent to relax, but uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't take too kindly there with uh, with uh, Coach Cal's uh, comments, if you will. And uh, the AD uh, is trying, well, is now stuck kind of trying to play mediator between the two of them. That's not a good sign if you have to basically uh, to get your your top uh top folks to get along i mean i know that uh 
Mitch Barnhart, I think is that, you know, he's been there for years. So I think he's a little, he's kind of like stuck in the middle of this feud between uh, coach Cal and coach Stoops, but you know, I, uh, what do you think about this? And have you heard about this? And what do you think about it? <laughs> I haven't heard about it just now, but this, this doesn't it sound like so some high school, grade school, NBA petty drama. It's petty drama between two grown ass men. Get your stuff together, will you? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this has been going on for like the last two weeks now. So I, I guess, but um, yeah, the stuff with Saban and the and the coach from Texas A and M, and now this really, really, really. <laughs> they keep things interesting as we're about to start. You know, some of these uh, schools are back in session or starting to get back into session. Mm-hmm. I know some of the uh, the fall sports are already practicing, so I know that uh, Coach Tooth has to deal with this. You know, during the practices and such. So you know, Kentucky's uh, some people say Kentucky mm-hmm. might actually be uh, pretty decent in the in SEC this year. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty funny though if you think yeah. about it. Uh, before we move on to our next story, Lakina, I want to um, get into uh, a couple of our local teams. So. Uh, we'll get more deeper into the uh, uh, in a couple of weeks once uh, the the season starts. But what do you think about Illinois and Northwestern? Uh, uh, from what I've been hearing over the weekend, it seems to be a little bit more optimistic for Northwestern than Illinois. Of course, we as we said on this show the last couple of years, Pat Fitzgerald, uh, we have a great year or a good year that, that coming out of nowhere, he followed up with a bad year, and that's what happened last year. But it seems like the optimist. The optimism is is real this time. They're supposed to get one of the top running backs uh, back from mm-hmm. injury, and so and hopefully they have a quarterback if they do, because they they're always known for strong defenses. And uh, maybe Northwestern can surprise some people this year. Well, I mean their schedule is a little bit going to be very tough. I mean they host, they got to play Ohio State this year. They got to play Wisconsin. Is that the horseshoe? No, no, they no they get them at home, so that might help them a little okay. bit. But okay. you know they've you know they got to play Nebraska and Duke. And, and they they host Wisconsin, but like I said, they they get you. Know, I mean, it, it, it's fine, but you know what? I, I think mm-hmm. look, they got a solid defense, got a really like nice, you know, couple of really good core guys on their defensive uh front. Uh, so it, it's definitely kind of like one of those things where you're kind of, you know, they they got a pretty young, they got to plug in a lot of new guys this year for uh, Northwestern. I mean, last year was supposed to be the year where they're supposed to have emerged, but. Of course, right. you know, injuries and COVID and it was struggles and such. So that did not help them as well. I mean, they, they look, they've got some, you know, they got solid, uh, they got, look, they got a solid, you know, guys coming back. Of course, you know, Hollis Jr., Garrett Hollis Jr. is one of like mm-hmm. the top you know, young guys on defense and such. I know they got a couple other guys who I know AJ Hampton is pretty good. Um, I know, uh, Raymond Nero Jr., you know, was like one of the wide receivers from last year kind of emerged. He was kind of one of the bright spots of that. So, I don't know. I mean, again, we'll see. I mean, look, like I said, they get they get uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State at home, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Now, as far as Illinois, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, like same thing. You know, they've got like a lot of young talent, you know, coming in. Hmm. But there were a couple of games that kind of got away from Illinois last year, so it might be a little bit of a reverse, of course, if you will, for what I'm hearing. But again, I, look, I, I trust that Red Bimble. But this isn't the first rodeo recruiting the Big Ten, so it is what it is. We're just gonna wait and see. I think you know, for Illinois, I think it's gonna be another one of those days where they may, they might you know come out of nowhere and surprise some people too. You never know, but it's gonna, it's gonna depend on how they play in their scheduling because that's gonna be sort of like the key if you're Illinois. 
You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in the Olympic Color on a Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakin here with you. Let's continue the college football talk. And there's going to be a new announcing crew for the Notre Dame, Notre Dame games on television this season. Yeah, uh, it'll be Jack Collinsworth and uh, Jason Garrett. They uh, NBC made that announcement over the weekend that they were you know, they're going to take over. Of course, you know Drew Brees was let go by NBC, and of course Mike Tirico is going to be doing some net football now. So now mm-hmm. they're going to there's, there's a new going to be a new team. Games will be also be streamed on the Peacock Premium app. So if you got the Peacock app, you know check out on their on their premium side. But yeah, uh, they did pretty well. They they did. You know, I saw a couple of games. You know, they're actually really good together in the in the USFL. So. And I know mm-hmm. that uh, Garrett sounded really good, you know, during their uh, the pre you know the the preseason uh, pregame and their postgame, you know, Sunday football in America. He'll be a part of that this year as well. But uh, you know, I know some, of course, yeah, I know some folks are gonna say, yeah, Jack Goldie has gotten this far because of his, who his dad is, but he's actually really good, uh, yeah, a really good host and a really good play-by-play guy. So I would say, like, you know, you got to think the pressure's more on him because of who his dad is. But uh, this mm-hmm. should be a, a nice showing and a. You know, we know that look, Jason Garrett's Ivy League guy, so it's gonna be a lot of you're gonna be feeling very smarter watching those Notre Dame, Notre Dame games. Yeah, I was just gonna really say that you mentioned Jason Garrett, former NFL player, former head coach, and uh, he could break down uh, any plays, uh, any uh, pieces of, of film, any action, uh, anytime, anywhere. But like you say, Jack Collinsworth, haven't I haven't heard him do any play by play, but uh, uh, seeing him do some feature stories and interviews, and he's very good. Like you said, the pressure is gonna be on him because of who his dad is but you know sometimes some people get ahead because of the of names of their famous parents and people who they know and, and whatnot like you know this is a rule not just of what we do but in life it's not what you know it's who you know where you think it's fair or not that's on you but that's how the way this world works but like you mentioned jack collinsworth is very good and he's going to do a good job of calling those games for notre dame Absolutely. So, and uh, yeah, we do a lot. Most of the whole, of course, you know, Notre Dame home games will be there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you're going to be hearing, you know, them you know, a lot, you know, throughout this season and such. So, you know, I know some people were wondering that maybe they should have had, uh, Tariqa probably should try to do both, but it's going to be hard for him to do that. So it's going to be like. Especially with him watching practices for the, for the teams coming up. Uh, for for that broadcast for Sunday night, you had to spend the weekend with them doing interviews and and and, and such and such things there. So you wouldn't have time to do both anyway. Yeah. So I think for people who were probably hoping that maybe Tarika would would have done both, it was going to be hard to do. But yeah. So yeah, you could you could check them out. I mean, it's like I said, I think it's like I, said, I, I saw I heard them doing USF USFL games over the mm-hmm. over uh, the summer. They sounded really good together, and I think NBC kind of like did a smart thing by kind of like doing the already established you know partnership and such. So that'll be very interesting to see how the, what these two do. Of course, you're not gonna you're not gonna hear a lot of homerism from you know you know Coach mm-hmm. Garrett too much. I mean, they get they get Marshall, uh, Cal, uh, BYU. That should be an interesting uh, game. Stanford, uh, UNLV, uh, they get Clemson too. They get a Clemson game in prime time in November and Boston college. We'll see where they are at that mm-hmm. point. But, uh, yeah. So those are going to be some of the, the home, those are, those are going to be the home games that are going to be showing this year for Notre Dame football on NBC. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. And we'll see what happens with the ratings for those broadcasts. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition live in the Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Don't forget, you can catch Sports Zone Chicago, including Second City Sports on Roku TV. All right, Sid. It's that time, you know, before we wrap things up here on Monday. Uh, 
What's Old School TV Monday this week? Yes, the Old School TV Monday uh, TV show is Give Me a Break. That's right. Give Me a Break is American television sitcom created by Mort Lachman and Cy Rosen that aired on NBC for six seasons from October 29th of 1981 to May 12th, 1987. The series starred the late Nell Carter as a housekeeper for a widow police officer uh, whose name is Dolph Sweet, uh, is his legal name on the show, and his three daughters. The main characters for the program was, of course, the aforementioned Nell Carter as Nellie Ruth Nell Harper, Dolph Sweet as Carl Kaniski, seasons one through four, Carrie Michelson as Katie Kansky, Laurie Hendler as Julie Kansky Maxwell for the first five seasons, Laura Jim, Jill Miller as Samantha Samantha for the for the first five seasons. John Hoyt as the grandfather is Stanley Kansky. Joey Lawrence, whoa, in the 90s. But before then, he was the cute little one as Joey Donovan for seasons three through six. Tema Hawkins, before Family Matters, she was uh, Nell's best friend as Addie Wilson, seasons four through six. Jonathan Selmerman, before he got his big break, he was Jonathan Maxwell on Give Me a Break in season five. And Rosetta Lenore, before Family Matters, she played the mother, uh, May, uh, Mabel Harbour, in season six. And before she got her big break as a comedian, Rosie M O'Donnell played Maggie O'Brien in season six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it aired on NBC for six seasons. And, well, I think the concept of the show, I think, you know, of course, the black housekeeper, you know, in Cali mm -hmm. Southern California, but, the, you know, the upper class white family. Um, we always friends with the wife. The wife passed away. She wanted Nell to uh, take over and help uh, coach. Yeah, well, Chief Kaniski, I think he was a chief, I think. Yeah, they call mm -hmm. him Chief. Uh, they help him raise their, his three daughters and such. You know, the, all three of the girls, you know, Katie, Julie, and Sam loved, loved Nell like they were their mother and such. Now, of course, you know, Nell was going through her old, you know, various issues at the time. And look, Google's your friend, folks. You know, I won't rehash them, but. Uh, right. Of course, you know, Dolph Sweet, you know, got sick with cancer. You know, he mm -hmm. was dying like in the third season. So when yeah. he, when his character passed away, of course, you know, they, you know, of course, they wrote it into the show. And of course, you know, Grandpa came in and kind of became like that father figure, of course, mm -hmm. helping that out with the girls. Of course, luckily for the girls, we're already like, you know, grown and kind of like, uh, well, Sam was a little like the youngest, but, uh, you know, it's interesting that, of course, they brought in Joey, and of course, the cute factor. Of course, they would then also add a couple mm -hmm. years later, add his uh, kid brother, Matthew. Well, kid, you know, he's, yes. he's, he's my age. But, uh, yeah, they brought him on to kind of, you know, for sure, the cute factor as well. And, you know, but look, they, they dealt with, you know, various issues. Of course, uh, I think Katie had like a defective diaphragm or something like that. Of course, they dealt with race and such, you know, uh, drinking and driving as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, too, I believe Katie went through bulimia, if I'm not mistaken. You know, she went through an eating disorder on the show. So that's yeah, they right. Yeah, mm -hmm. they weren't. Yeah, they weren't afraid to tackle like really hard hitting like issues and such. But you know, of course, near the end, the show moved to New York. They fired. I, I guess they fired like all the all the girls. They fired uh, Terry yeah. and Lori and Laura, and of course, that kind of you know that was kind of some misreaction between them. And and whatnot, you know, they try to do a kind of a New York, you know, sort of spinoff kind of thing with with Nell and with Talma, of course, with Joey and Matthew, but it just know, didn't work. It, it it didn't, and also they they had a Rosie O'Donnell to kind of like you know shore up the uh, sort of like the funnier part. Mm -hmm. Of course, she was you know she was fresh off her uh, sit on Star Search and such and that kind of whole thing. But yeah, it just didn't work afterwards. So 
it kind of faded it's kind of like into black so of course by that time of course cosby became a big hit mm-hmm. and cheers was becoming a big hit too as well so they really didn't need uh give you a break that because that kind of like helped propel at the height of it that propelled nbc to be like number one you know them the, the mm-hmm. packs of life and some of the other you know different strokes were still a top was still a top rated show at the time so uh that that kind of propelled nbc to kind of they helped propelled nbc to be like the number new number one uh network so for years during the early 80s but uh yeah i think this show was kind of like well you know, of course howard morton played uh uh he was really funny on the show too of course he played uh i forgot the officer uh i forgot the name of the officer he played on there but uh you know, he was very funny on the show too. So yeah, it was definitely kind of like one of those. The oh, uh, Sebs, officer Sebs, that's who that's who he played. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it definitely kind of like was well ahead of its time. So like the different concept of the show. But uh, could the show last longer had they kept the girls on there? Maybe. Of course, you know, Julie was married. They had a daughter. You know, yeah. by that point, and uh, well, into that uh, Laura Jill Miller is. I don't know if she's still. I think she does a lot of voiceover work. That's kind of in her bed and butter. She was a lawyer for many years. But has done a lot of voiceover work. She's made a career in that, you know, that department for many years now. I, I forgot some of her credits, but yeah, she's she's done a lot of great voiceover work. So I'm sure, you know, those of you guys, you know, who have kids will probably have heard her voice somewhere. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely kind of like one of those shows where it kind of like it was it wasn't like in the category of any other sitcom, but it was just you know great for what it was. Yeah, I agree with you. It was great for what it was, and and doing some research uh, for the for this Lakina. I forgot about this episode till I saw it uh, pop up on Google. Do you remember the episode when young Jory Lawrence, I think it was actually two of them, but this one I saw on Google this morning and I'll bring it up with you. Do you remember that episode when he did the uh, character in blackface and it was a big controversy? I almost oh, forgot yeah. about that. Child, so I was like, oh, that's right. Oh yeah. I forgot about I was that. Saying, if yeah. that was today's world, that episode would not have gotten aired. I promise I think you. They stopped, I think they stopped airing that episode as a part of the repeats because of that. I'm thinking, uh, I think they might, they might've taken the episode out. If you, if I, I saw the first run of the repeats. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but, uh, I think they, I think some of the, the, the air, the re area they had, they took the episode out. I think some of the networks made some like the, I guess the stations made this to take that up to take out that episode. But yeah, I remember mm-hmm. the episode that was, yeah, that would not fly in today's uh, world. And also to the other episode, I remember uh, Joey ditched school because he wanted to do break dancing. He was, uh, I think he dressed up like Michael Jackson uh, mm-hmm. as a break dancer. He went down, he went, he went down to the pier and started break dancing with the break dancers. And and Nell wanted to quote unquote whoop his butt because he ditched school because of it. Uh, just remember that the times we were in back, the hip hop was trying to make its mark not only music and musically but mm-hmm. culturally as well. And that was the era of Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Wonder. But uh, Joey Lawrence tried to break dance on national television back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of like a big thing there too. Of course, yeah. and that was like that was definitely. Like, I remember the episode too. But yeah, it's very interesting though that you know that this particular sh- this sitcom, I think, you know, I, I, another thing that doesn't you know that doesn't get their due. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting the fact that this show has kind of been forgotten about. If you think yeah. about it, of course, you know, was Eleanor, of course, played her mom. And I remember, if you remember mm-hmm. another episode, one of the first episodes, like with her or with uh, Nell and her estranged father. You know, that was a really sweet episode. She went to, she went back home to kind of try to visit her father. And, you know, they had been estranged for years, but, you know, they were able to make things up before he passed. So mm-hmm. that was a, that's why we saw the mom more. So, yeah, you know, that, that, that kind of, you know, that, that kind of like worked to their advantage as well. But yeah, so it's definitely like one of those shows where, 
you know, again, it probably wouldn't fly now. Well, the concept of it wouldn't fly now, but uh, yeah, it was great for what it what it was, like we said earlier. Yeah, I know it was airing on an antenna TV for a while. I don't think it is now, but it was airing on that channel for three years. I remember I was watching it a couple years ago. Right, it aired on Sundays right before football. Talking about the NFL, so I started uh, watching that again. And I remember uh, if you were growing up here in, in the Chicago area, looking, I'm sure you remember this. Right after they went off the air on NBC in '87, uh, this it was called WFLD. 32 mm -hmm. back then, but it started airing. The reruns started to air on now Fox 32 here in Chicago back mm -hmm. in the day. Back then it was just WFLD 32. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was its own independent. It was one of the independent uh, local networks at the time. So right before saw, Fox brought them. Before Fox brought them off. So yeah, that they were they were showing a lot of those old shows from back in the day. They showed mm -hmm. that. They showed Bewitched. They showed. Yep. Uh, a few, I think a few other classic shows. I think uh, Petticoat Junction, I think, was also another show that they show. And, of course, they also show some other shows, uh, too. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what was on back in the day? Like, It's a Living and those types of shows. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in the 90s. So, yeah, that those shows kind of, like, sort of, like, yeah, well, we'll probably get to those shows on Old School TV Monday at some point. But, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Small one or two. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Uh, guilt. Talk about guilty pleasure. That, that was. Oh. Gosh. Yeah. We'll do that the show concept, at some point because yeah, I remember that, watching that, show, that too. <laughs> yeah. That that show kind of freaked me out a little bit as a kid. But uh, oh, oh yeah. A little tidbit about a uh, small one. We'll get to. Well, we won't. I, I'll, I'll. That's a little tease from, teaser for you when we want to do yeah. that at some point. But uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. It was a. Uh, also too. Uh, I just found out head of the class now streaming on HBO Max. Like they. they yeah. Yeah. So if you got HBO Max, you know, through your, you know, you know, cable or satellite provider. Like I do. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so make sure you check that out. It brought us some really great memories. I just found it out over the weekend because so, someone told me about it, like, oh no, it's streaming on HBO Max. Like, oh, really? Like, okay, yeah, well, you know, so make sure you guys check that out as well. I don't think give me a break at streaming anywhere, I don't think, but uh do a little update on one of the shows we did for old school TV TV Monday. Yeah, so our old school TV, we salute. Give me a break. All right, on that note, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Make sure you follow download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch our podcast, Second City Sports at War on Anchor. We are available there on our podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And make sure you smash that like button, share this program to any and everybody you know, and make sure you tell them that Second City Sports is live on the air every Monday, every Friday, from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, catch Second City Sports Live in the 11 color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And don't forget, you can also catch Sports Zone Chicago now on Roku TV. That's right. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku Television. You have, already have a Roku TV. Just uh, click on the sports section and download that Sports Zone Chicago app. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. You have a, you have a streaming device, iPad, iTouch, iPhone. Chromebook, laptop, wherever your streaming device is, make sure you download that Roku TV app and click on the sports section and download Sports on Chicago's app through that avenue. Make sure you get with the program and catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV 
live and on demand 24 hours a day, 365 days a year and seven days a week. All right, folks. Thank you so much again for listening to us as always and watching us. So uh, please subscribe, subscribe, and tell all your friends that they're on Roku. So you know, make sure you guys check that out as well. We'll try to get like some people to come in to talk about the, the NFL divisions, also to talk about mm-hmm. college football. So that's coming up. That be the WNBA. I think they start. I think like Tuesday, tomorrow. Oh, uh, when, yeah, yeah, they start Wednesday, and Chicago Sky will face uh, the New York Liberty. So the first two games are here in Chicago Wednesday and Saturday. So good luck to the Chicago Sky as they try to run it back and to become back-to-back champs in the WNBA. So we just to see what happens there. The Aces are the number one seed there as mm-hmm. well. The Sky is number two. So yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Even though we don't talk about WNBA, we'll try to keep you guys updated on what's going on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As well. So for Sid, I'm the king. If you're not gonna get washed, if you're not gonna get vaccinated, wash your hands. Be good to, to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Till then, go socks. Holla! <laughs>